0: This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Welcome to Ice Flame. Join us on another Star Wars adventure. Punch it, Chewie. Welcome, welcome to another week and another episode of Ike's Flame, and I'm super pumped to be with you guys again this week, and we're going to do something a little bit different this week uh, that we haven't done in, well, we haven't done regularly at least, and so we'll dive into that here in a minute. And I just want to give a, uh, give you guys a reminder, you guys can always find me on Instagram at Ike's Flame. Star Wars adventure and um, that sort of thing. I also started a TikTok, um, so you can check that out as well, um, just to continue sharing the love here and spreading around. So, but we, uh, so yeah, so go check us out on TikTok as well at Ix Flame, and also go check out the Etsy shop if you're interested. Get some Ix Flame merch and uh, Look at that! That'd be awesome. Um, I'd love to see some of you guys with your X Flame merch if you have it. Send me a picture, and and I'd love to hear from you on that. And so, with that said, we are this week. We're going to dive into the Mandalorian. Um, I know last month we kind of did Mandalorian hype. I have since we since I started the podcast, I haven't actually really done. Weekly reviews on the like a the the whatever the TV show is coming out, and so I was thinking I was like I am going to try that I want to do that with Mandalorian uh, maybe see what you guys think see where it goes and enjoy just diving into that each week as we go we'll have a couple breaks um, in there uh, we got a fun episode coming up in a few weeks with my brother again Thomas and. Uh, we'll put, and I'll also do a end-of-the-season review for Bad Batch uh, and probably in probably about a month from now or so. But with that said, for the most part, each week we'll be diving into the previous episode of The Mandalorian. So this week we are going to jump in and we're going to just go for it. So we're going to go look at Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 1. And also chapter 15 the apostate and so what so in this episode we'll just re- go through a review and then we'll kind of come back and hear my thoughts um, so the initiation and rescue which is like very beginning there for that first scene when we see the armor creating a helmet a blue mandolin helmet for an initiate and uh, then this, I don't know what it is. Um, this big creature comes, yeah, alligator-like creature comes out of the water and attacks and messes up the whole scenario, and then with that, and then while that's happening, there you have uh, Visla and other Mandalorians uh, fighting the this alligator-type creature, um, and. They're having troubles defeating it, and then Din comes in in his N1 Starfighter and fires a torpedo at the creature and kills it and kind of saves the day. And so, while this was happening, I won't lie, when I, I thought this was a flashback at first, so I was thinking, oh, this is going to be, like, like we're going to see, like, Din Jarin's like, initiation into the watch and the Mandalorians as a child so I was actually like when I first when we first started the episode like this I was like oh this is probably gonna be a flashback which it wasn't which actually kind of caught me off guard when Din flew in in his um in his N one starfighter and saved the day I was like oh I wasn't expecting that I figured the small guy was Din, and uh, we just didn't exactly... We were getting a flashback or something. So that wasn't the case, but it was kind of interesting to see that. And then after that, we have Din uh, talking to the Armorer and knowing that uh, the armor tells him that he's no longer Mandalorian because he willingly removed his helmet, which broke the creed. And then they say that the only way to be redeemed, to restore himself, is to bathe in the living waters and the mines on mandalore um and that's like the traditionally the only way to be cleaned and restored um and which i find kind of interesting and um you guys are familiar like you have a faith or you're christian like i mean i think there may be some other um religions as well that do like a baptism type thing This kind of reminded me of a baptismal type of a ritual, um, which I thought was interesting as well. And then with that, he... Uh, but then the armor in the midst of this says, hey, like, Mandalorian, like, the... or Mandalore, the actual planet Mandalore is like destroyed. Like, you can't get to the mines, the... Supposedly the... Um, air is toxic and like kill you and all this and Din's like I'm still going Din, uh, Din doesn't Din doesn't believe that he can't go and part of the reason is that he's actually obtained um, an inscription from a Jawa that was supposedly actually from Mandalore and this Jawa visited Mandalore and so which is interesting so we have this and then we see that Mando's next mission is to go to Mandalore and figure it out. um, And figure out how to redeem himself and go from there. And so, with that, we then Mando actually returns to Navarro and we get Grief Karga show up, who is now the high magistrate on Navarro. And. Which is, uh, I just thought that was kind of interesting. And I thought it was interesting that they went straight to Navarro and met Grief the very first episode. I wasn't necessarily expecting that. And so, as they do that, Din is looking for a companion to, or some help to go to Mandalore. And we walk into town, and they the town is a whole lot different. And it seems really nice compared to what it was. And... They, with that though, they the middle of town. They have a statue of IG Eleven, and actually, I think from his left parts, and they have that kind of display because of his sacrifice that he made for Navarro and the town. And so, as all this is happening, he's talking, and Den says, "Hey, I want." the ig i want ig 11. i need a droid and i need a droid i can trust and i trust that and honestly ig 11 here right now he's a statue so he's not really working uh, he's not working at all <laughs> and so den works on him they get they um they get him kind of working but he doesn't work very well grogu is currently staying um does stay at a school and um, which is the yeah or no Gregu, sorry I'm getting confused Grogu is with Din and they are in front of the school and they have some pirates that come and cause some issues and they have a kind of a shoot off um, there with between Grief and the pirates and Din steps in and helps out and in this we also find that Cara Dune is, has been recruited by New Republic Special Forces and and after she after the capture of Moff Gideon, and the he that they she is somewhere else um, working for the New republic. and then we also know that Moff Gideon is um, in a new republic uh, like oh what is it in a new republic prison um, and so which is what i assumed and i thought i knew but um, kind of confirmed that and then like i said they work on the they i'm kind of jumbling this up a little bit but they work on ig11 they get them working a little bit and then um they don't get them completely working and so they need some help getting it figured out and so they go to, um, they they go and to some Enzelen droid smiths um, who uh, Reef describes as some of the best in the galaxy. And if you guys know what Anzellan, were the little creatures, which I think is also was what Babu Frick is in the Rise of Skywalker. That same, they're little dudes and they speak in much or broken sentences and yeah um and so they do that and then after that the mando leaves and is going to go get a part for ig11 that they need and they are he ends up getting in a dog fight with the pirates that he killed some of and we see a really cool dogfight fight like a fire starfighter dogfight in a ash or uh, in an asteroid field, um, and, so, kind of, cool to see that, um, some cool, uh, cool space action, um, shooting action, and then, we get to the end of the episode, and, um, we get, yeah, uh, we get to the end of the episode, and we, then Din goes to a planet that's in a Mandalorian system, and man, and uh, he when he's they're landing, he tells Grogu, "Hey, this is a Mandalorian castle," and like this is what it looks like. And they get out and they walk in, and they meet Bo Katan. And Bo Katan, I wasn't exactly surprised they met her when they walked in. I was just surprised at her reaction and how she how she was taking th- taking things and so she is she is upset uh, undoubtedly she says without the darksaber she can't unite she kind of sarcastically says hey you should go you should go re- reunite the Mandalorians because you have the darksaber and how she's a how mando's a child of the watch and kind of criticizes him and all that and so it's just interesting to see like to see kind of her where she's at, at the beginning of mandalorian season three i wasn't seeing her seeing i wasn't necessarily expecting her to do that um and she kind of has a really snarky goodbye when she le, when man, when Mando leaves, and so an uh, interesting little interaction at the end of the episode with Bo-Katan. So that is kind of overview of the episode, and then um, and we'll dive into kind of my thoughts on it in the second half. Um, I. Yeah, so I, overall, my initial thoughts—I thought it was a very good initial episode. They laid a lot of groundwork. I think we're getting to see where adventure we're gonna. It definitely seems like we're gonna get to see like more Mandalorians. We might probably gonna get to see Mandalore, and maybe see how where all that's at and how all that may come together. Um, and I'll be intrigued to see where Bo-Katan is in the middle of this. So we'll come back, break this down a little bit more, um, but we'll take a short break, and we'll be right back with you. All righty, we are back with you, and I uh, just want to break this down um like like we'll kind of go phase by phase here but the initial um initiation and rescue that we see in the mandalorian um and death watch specifically and the initiate initiation of a um of a youngling and the watch and all that we get this which I just thought was cool seeing it was kind of cool to see the initiation process even though it wasn't a flashback like I was thinking it was it still gives us probably an idea of what Mando Din Djarin himself actually went through um and what he was doing and so we see this which is pretty cool we get to see Din come in kind of save the day he's greeted fairly well warmly um in that and so that i think that's very interesting and then we get din's conversation with the armorer uh which i think this is interesting in the fact that the armorer kind of has lost it seems like the watch and other mandalorians for the most part have lost belief in ever going back to mandalore um after the great purge of mandalore um that so much is destroyed that the air is toxic that like it can't be done, is the thought. And so uh, Mandalore can't be restored as a, as a planet. Mandalore can't be restored. And so it's just interesting. And even even at the end, it seems like Bo-Katan has this idea that like, good luck, Mandalore's gone in a wasteland. Um, you're probably going to die if you go there. And so it's just interesting to see that. It's interesting that Mando has this faith that he can be restored, and part of that is leading him to actually go to Mandalore. And I think what I'm super excited about this is, like, I gotta think at some point Mandalore, or Mando himself Dinjar, he is not he's gonna leave the Watch, but still, like, want to be be in this process of uniting the Mandalorians and the world of Mandalore and all this back together. So I think, like, I'm also intrigued, like, if if and when he gets the Mandalore, like, what is he going to find? Is he going to learn some things? Is he going to find some history that he doesn't know? Is he going to... Have some the some revelations from going to the actual world of Mandalore because it seems like he wasn't. Seems like he's never been to Mandalore, uh, or if he has, he was really young and doesn't remember much before the purge, and so I'll be very interesting to interested to see like what does Din find on Mandalore and what's he do with that, um, so. I think his mission he's on right now is really interesting. I love where they're going with it, um, and like I, I think i said as we kind of led up to the Mandalorian season three, I've been excited to see more Mandalorian culture, more Mandalorian um, lore, and all this. And so I'm, I'm hopeful that that's where this is going, and I think we'll get to see some of that. And Then after this, he goes back to Navarro. Uh, he meets up with. Uh, he's looking for some help. He meets up with carga and he wants to um, restore and bring IG-11 back. He says he needs a droid that he can trust. And obviously he can trust IG-11 um, and he can also, as we all know, Mando has a thing against droids, um, at least not being too happy with droids. And then he can trust IG-11 and also um, the fact that so I mean, it makes sense that he wants a droid to go with him to Mandalore, because um, a droid could get around things like toxic atmosphere and air, and like help him figure some of those things out. Um, and so it makes sense to have a droid go with him. Um, and so his kind of his venture to look at that and uh, see that has been very interesting to. Uh, to to see and to look at, and so um, so we we see this, and so I think that makes sense. Um, it's kind of cool to see Navarro how it's grown. We learn what Cara Dune's doing, and uh, and then we get to see these Babu Frick type creatures who are help to resurrect, and we find out that. And so, I think it's kind of cool. Um, it's also cool to just see that Grief is, like, Grief's really put Navarro on the map um, as a really good outer world, outer, outer rim planet. Um, and so, uh, I, I think it's just fun to see that, see how even that main town that they're in, like, it's really nice now. Uh, it's a really... I mean, it seems like a really nice place to live, a nice place to be. It sounds like they have a lot of trade. So it's interesting to see that as well. And then um, I, I also find it interesting that Dan is going to find this part for IG-11, which makes me wonder where he's going to end up. I don't know where that would be, but if he's going to meet somebody, if he's going to find someone in the, the midst, midst of finding this part for IG-11 as well. So I think that's something to keep in mind. As we do go through this, and then we have the dogfight with the pirates. Um, I mean, I don't think there's anything like significant to take away from this scene. I think it's just uh, it's just fun. Um, It's a really fun scene. We get to see like the full like maneuverability and the quickness of his N one starfighter, and uh, just how he like his. The fighting ability of the N one star, N one starfighter, which is really interesting um, and just cool to see. It's a cool space scene uh, fight um, with like kind of uh, dogfight combat um, and smaller ships. So it's just a fun scene. Um, and then after that, we get Bocaton, and so I think this is. I don't know what to think. Of Bo-Katan. I honestly, I Bo-Katan kind of caught me off guard when we when Mando got to the Mandalorian castle. bo sitting on the, her throne thing. Like, I mean, it was like a. I mean, she was lounged back, kind of doing her own thing. She didn't seem to care at all what was going on around her. I mean, when Mando's there, the only other only he the he doesn't interact with any other like species or people or beings the only thing he interacts with a droid besides Bo-Katan so it's like seems like Bo-Katan is completely by himself um, and it's interesting to see how Bo-Katan is so negative towards Mando Um, so negative towards Din towards um, him having the Darksaber towards the Children of the Watch, towards all of this. And, I mean, I get Bo-Katan's frustration, uh, but I also, like, I was kind of hoping, like, they've worked together. They seem to like each other pretty well. Um, and it doesn't seem like Din has anything against Bo-Katan. And so, like, I was kind of hoping... I mean, maybe we'll get to this. I mean, I was kind of hoping that Bo-Katan would be a lot more open. Um, realizing, hey, Main just doesn't realize what's going on. He needs he needs someone to help show him what all is happening. And so, but that's not the, that is not the route or the direction or where Bo-Katan is at when we see her in this. Uh, and so it's just interesting to, uh, yeah, in- interesting to see that. And so... With that said, I think Bo-Katan being a more of a closed off space than I thought, I think is it will have implications later um, in the in the in the season, and then I also wonder, like, if Mando actually gets to Mandalore and is able to like be there and see it and all this stuff. We then. I could definitely see I could definitely see that like she may start to change her perspective and be like, okay, hey, like, maybe Mandalore's just being able to restore it and even just being on Mandalore can make a difference. Um and going in that route. And so um and I also think and I mentioned this before and like going back really far Mandalorian lore and like legends, you have like the Mandalore, Mask of Mandalore, like, does Din find something like that on Mandalore and all the wreckage? And so it'd be really interesting. I was really, like I said, kind of taken aback by Bo Katan's stance at the time. Um, but it doesn't necessarily surprise me completely either. It just was not what I was expecting, especially from that first episode. But I like, it. I think it, it sets up well den's still doing his own thing he's not working with others quite yet and he's kind of figuring all this out and so that's kind of my overview and my thoughts on the first episode i really liked it i thought it was a solid episode i mean it wasn't like mind-blowing but like for the first episode of the season um kind of setting the tone where things are going uh, i thought it was a really good episode and we still got seven episodes left so a lot more to dive into other thing i will say I was a little disappointed. I think this episode was like 35 minutes or around there, 30, 35 minutes. I was expecting a longer episode because I think most of the episodes in season one and season two are 40, 45 minutes. And so I was just a little surprised how short this episode was. Um, and just like that whole type of a thing too, I was kind of taken aback. because I mean, I think we might have had a couple other episodes that were in the 30 minute or 30, 35 minute range. But like, not very many. And especially for it to be like the initial episode of the season, I feel like it would be longer. Um, And so I just find that interesting as well. But with that said, the other thing I want to mention, and you guys are probably like, why hasn't he mentioned this yet? I was saving it for last. Um, And I know I mentioned I think last week that in most of the first the other first two episodes of the the first episode of season one, and season two, we got a big release. We got Grogu, then we got Boba Fett, and the um, I was looking this up, and I don't I haven't found confirmation, um, but I assume so. And when they're when Mando's Traveling from his from the watch and the initiate type of thing seeing the armor to Navarro They are in hyperspace. I just and the other thing I loved about this before I get to the real interesting thing I loved Grogu in this scene. He's just like looking at hyperspace and his little like Bubble tower thing up there behind Mando and just looked like he was in awe and it is just like that's so Star Wars and I'm just so cool. I just love that aspect but Grogu sees this these things traveling outside of the hyperspace tunnel and or traveling alongside them and from what i found all i've really seen is that grogu's watch grogu watches hyperspace tunnel with interest and observes several large objects traveling alongside them um yeah, <laughs> very vague. What these several large objects are, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I guess they haven't confirmed it, so I could be wrong. But I don't. I'm guessing I'm not the only one whose thoughts. This is uh, the pergil, um, which we see at the end of Rebels, which is how Ezra and Thrawn are taken away and the start in the. Star, in the uh, Star Cruiser, and by the Pergil, and they go to hyperspace and disappear, and so we have the Pergil show up, um, which isn't necessarily like a end of the episode reveal, but it's kind of more in the middle, beginning of the episode, but I wonder if that's a hint of are we going to get Ezra thrown or maybe even just we're going to see Sabine and Hera, I don't know, but I just... I just thought that was a really cool ad. Um, obviously, I feel like it has to hint to something because we've never seen that in any other space and just on a regular basis. So it's not like, oh, this is just an average day occurrence. This is I feel like this is something specifically special that we're seeing and so I'm I'm really excited that like when I saw the Pergils I about jumped off my couch I was like what like what is happening this is so cool because we, we got this um, I was like if I was going to guess the random the thing we were going to show up that would get dropped that would hint at something um, character wise I would have never thought it would be Pergils like in a thousand years I would have been like but, like, I would have definitely thought it would have been Thrawn or Ezra or Sabine or even somebody like Hera or, I don't I don't know, somebody else but, like, not actual Pergils. So I just thought that was kind of cool. And I think it will also be cool if we actually get to see Pergils outside our hyperspace and, like, see Pergils in live action. Might be kind of neat. Um, different. Uh, so that is my thoughts. I'm excited. I really liked what I've seen of Episode One. I think, honestly, my only really critique on episode one is I just kind of wish it was a little longer. It just seemed a little short to me. And so, uh, but we'll keep going and see where all this goes. I'm excited. Let me know what you guys' thoughts are. Um, Let me know what you guys think of the thought of seeing Pergils in hyperspace and what all is going on there. And uh, also, let me know what your thoughts on Bo-Katan are and where's that going as well. So, It has been great to be with you guys through this week again, and I hope you guys are enjoying The Mandalorian and continue to enjoy it. And, like we always like to say here on Ike's Flame, light the fire. Have a great week.